Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, Thursday night football, the Denver Broncos at the New York Jets. This game tonight will be like watching two old people have sex. How about that? That's why you have to keep watching because you don't know the next word out of my mouth. And I know that because I don't know the next word out of my mouth. Everybody's awake today. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Welcome to a brand new week, everybody. Hope that woke you up. I'm just sharing the show on Facebook here. Wherever you may join, be joining us today, welcome. Welcome inside for a caliber coffee. RP here. Dupes here. Got our crew on the other side of the wall. And life's good. How about Life you? Life is good. Yeah. I'm not sure that you showed the viewers earlier what the gear is that you're wearing. I'm not sure that we had that. I think I, we did it on the Access Now show, but have. not Game Plus. Just lean out. Can you pop that to the camera? That is a gift. From Ray in the six. That is yeah. not a Milestone Flyers logo, even though it looks very much like that. That is a Kitchener Rangers logo. Hot. <laughs> well, literally and figuratively. Yeah. I couldn't wear mine because it's winter clothing. So thanks, Ray in the six and the Kitchener Rangers for watching and supporting. And uh, let's roll. On the program today, we had a, some great work by producer Clark moving things around. We were going to have uh, Cameron Hughes, the professional fan. Mm-hmm. But he had a travel snafu and he couldn't mm-hmm. join us. And he's just absolutely despondent that he's stuck in an airport somewhere. And I'm like, Cameron, you do you. You take care of you. Clark will have it handled because he always does. And he did. And he actually smashed it out of the park. Because we've got two big name Winnipeg Jets reporters today. Ken Weeb and Sean Reynolds to talk about the Jets and what's going on there. That's coming up in hour one. And in hour two, Paul Hendrick from Henny Tweets to talk about your beloved Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'll go have a sandwich while you talk to Henny. <laughs> cool? It'll be good. Are you excited about we got that? Both, uh, both. I'm excited about both, right? I mean, you know, we got to figure out what's going on in Winnipeg. We really do. And, you know, get that Toronto perspective. It's, it'll be nice. You know, I didn't finish sharing this, so why don't you tell me, what's your take on the Toronto Maple Leafs as we sit here right now? Who, by the way, for the first time, could find themselves in second place tonight if the Oilers win? I know, and... I don't know what to take, what to make of them, really. I mean, up and down, but it's about matchups, right? I mean, the Oilers have that disastrous three games against Toronto, and then go on a tear, right? And then, you know, six or seven and two since then. And the Leafs have those great games, and then go on a complete spill, and then they could meet again, and the Leafs could, you know, eat their lunch one more time. You know, like it's all about how these teams, you know, match up against each other. And, you know, the team that played last week is a completely different team from the one that's going to play next week. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really tough to read. I know they're talking about making a move. Um, you know, Jack Campbell getting back into, into the net for the Leafs was nice. And potentially he might be the number one guy. That's where they need the most help is in net, right? I mean, they played, they played well. Didn't Freddie Anderson just have a shutout the other night? That was Jack Campbell. Was, who, somebody. So, you know, who, is, who had been hurt. But if Freddie's the number one guy, he just hasn't really played as well as other number ones. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Good, good work, dupes. Welcome. Good work, Moose. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, share on Facebook. Please go down to the bottom of your screen. If you're watching on Facebook and share it, 
don't know if you can do that on YouTube or not. But anyways, let's move on. Director Jordan, please, with the quick six show topics. Please and thank you. Number one, weekend NHL leftovers. There's some of them right there. This is what I'm not understanding. It was Saturday night that the Winnipeg Jets blew that 2-0 lead and lost to the Edmonton Oilers, and my phone just blew up because we follow, follow all these Winnipeg people, right? And they want Paul Maurice fired. And I'm thinking, we were doing the Pats game. Who were they playing on Saturday night that we did? Brandon. Yeah. And so I wasn't watching the game, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. The Jets are the third-place team in the Scotia North Division. Why do you want the coach fired? I don't understand. Uh, to the Winnipeg people, we're all still getting to know each other here, right? We're still in the dating phase. I think I want to jump in, but I don't know you that well. I know that they know hockey in Winnipeg, but are you like the crazy Ryder fans that expect the team to go 18-0, and if they don't, you want everybody fired? Are those the people that are tweeting? Or are these the people that actually know the game of hockey, of which... I think the majority of Winnipeggers do. I can't answer that question. That's why I'm so happy to have Ken Weeb and Sean Reynolds coming on. You know what I'm saying? Like, should we be listening to these crazies, well, or are they not that crazy? So remember, when Winnipeg and Toronto met, what, a week ago? It was, okay, who's the best team in the North? We're going to find out. Yeah. They were literally the best team in the North, or at That's least in the conversation. Right. That's right. And now they want everybody fired. Yeah, so I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure it all out. You guys tell me. Prairie Mobile text line is open, 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaaS telemobility dealer. I'm not saying you're crazy. I want you to say you're crazy or explain yourself. That's all. Uh, the Oilers, as I mentioned, can grab first place with a win tonight. So I think the real Oilers have showed up. It didn't take a quarter season. It took a half season, 28 games. And we realize that the orders are for real. Yeah. Now, how high can they go? Uh, the others here, uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl are on an or Esposito pace here for leading the NHL and scoring in consecutive years. Wow. That's unbelievable what they're doing there. The Colorado Avalanche. I'll tell you this. My daughter's boyfriend is an Avalanche fan, so I'm really getting into the Avalanche games. We watched the abs with Miko in tow, by the way. He's doing great. Great. The dog Miko. I haven't and, seen him on your Instagram story. Well, no, I could have put him on. I could have put him on. I'm trying not to go too crazy on Miko. But I'm enjoying watching the Avs. And this is how well Austin and I get along. Uh, they were going to leave last night with three and a half to go in the uh, Kings Golden Knights game. And I'm like, no, 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 they can't leave now. He's staying. As, so is Miko. And then, of course, Marc-Andre Fleury gets scored on on a breakaway and it's game over. And I'm like, okay, see you later. Yeah. And Paul Stastny is playing his 877th game tonight, which is tying him with his dad, Peter, which is cool. Anyways, moving on uh, here in the quick 6.2, Dub Hub, scintillating excitement of what's going on in the Western Hockey League's East Division. And I'll just say this, he and I are calling the Pats games on Access Now TV. It's just been a riot. The Saskatoon Blades lead everybody with nine points. No wonder their coach, Mitch Love, got mad when we interviewed him. It felt like he got mad when I said, I've got you pegged for third. I thought that was pretty good out of seven teams, right? And right. he just burned a hole in the screen. <laughs> he knew something that I didn't. Well, he did. And when you yeah. said, you know, how do you manage development versus playing to win? He's like, we can't teach development if we're not playing to win. He knew he had a good team. And did now you just drop a wee bomb? And now they're proving did it. Did you just say we? Did I say we? I don't know. <laughs> yes, you did. If he I just did, showed his hand. He's if, a Blades guy. If I did, I'm not apologizing for it. Everybody knows I'm a Blades guy. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Except when they're 
playing the Pats and I'm calling it on a Pats broadcast, I'll be the Pats guy that night. Uh, well, I'm the real Pats guy. And Connor Bedard. So Nolan Meyer, their goalie, is leading in wins, goals against average. Unbelievable what's going on with the Blades. Connor Bedard leads the entire seven-team East Hubble in scoring with nine points. I'm going to be in an Ottawa show this afternoon talking about Connor Bedard. So uh, I'll move on, but I'll just say just the hockey here has been tremendous. And I've been watching more Western Conference games than Central for whatever reason in my spare time. Nice to have them back. Point three, March Madness has been amazing. I'm going to morph it with point six. I kind of had a choice this weekend of March Madness or mixed curling. TSN was showing both, and I kind of opted for March Madness. I'm in a pool. I got I got some action on it. Is there a mixed doubles curling pool? A bracket? Imagine if there was. Probably. Imagine if there was. I know. But for March Madness, Oral Roberts University, the story, I picked them. I got change on it. Let's be honest. That's what makes things interesting in sports. Yeah. That's not a lot of money. Doesn't need to be a lot of money. No, it doesn't. But it's fun. Keeps you engaged. And the mixed doubles has been fun to watch. I've been watching that only a little bit. Kind of splitting my time with basketball and, uh, and curling. It's, been, it's a fun weekend. This is why, by the way, Trevor Bazillo's watching in Winnipeg. He says Paul Maurice's message is getting old to the fans and players. He's a good interview, but enough. Time for a kick in the pants. We should be at the top with this forward group. Yeah, I'm not interested in arguing with Winnipeg uh, people, but I honored you know that your blue line needs help. And they do have the best goalie in the NHL, although statistically right now he's not. Statistically, he's not. Connor Hellebuck's had some bad games. So I'm, I'm, that's the thing. I, I feel that you folks that are commenting in really know hockey. But are you blinded? Are you a little, like, too crazy about the Winnipeg Jets to realize that you still got close to 30 games to go to figure all this out, plus a trade deadline. So we got those Winnipeg broadcasters and reporters coming on here, Ken Weeb and Sean Reynolds, next segment. So that's going to be fantastic. I gotta, this is the warm-up, by the way, for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the NHL, Regina Pats Hockey, and the UFC. Uh, CFL, XFL Reflections. Wednesday marks two weeks since Randy Ambrosi and the CFL dropped the bomb that they and the XFL are investigating a collaboration. And two things have become clear to me in all this. Number one, in no particular order, the stubbornness with which people are not letting go of the CFL tradition, which is entirely their, their right. Bob Irving has been calling Winnipeg Blue Bombers games literally for as long as I've been alive, the same amount of years. You saw what he said about... The people drinking the Kool-Aid better not be CFL governors, presidents, and owners. And I'm thinking, wow, if Knuckles doesn't know who's talking about this, who does? Right? Right. He has long been the conscience of the Canadian Football League, and he doesn't know where this talk is coming from or what's going on. I'm hearing things, but I don't know what the governors are saying and the owners. I don't know. But my thing is this saying that we have in recovery, which works well in life, nothing changes if nothing changes. Do I need to say that again? Nothing changes if nothing changes. So I, th- I would say Bob's like way, way, way on one end of the scale of n- not wanting any change whatsoever. Cuthbert's on that end, right? Yeah. I think I'm on the other end of the scale going, no, we need to do this. I'm living proof that where you just say, hey, <laughs> what I'm doing is not working. What do you got for me? Let's change. That's the concept of recovery. They're at the other end going, no, 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 fighting it tooth and nail. 
They got more at stake than I do. Well, Cuthbert doesn't, but Bob does. So, hey, <laughs> at some point you need to know enough to stand back and go, I'm not, I'm, I'm out, I'm not arguing anymore, right? Good, yeah. good luck. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm looking at this going, I think it could work for a variety of reasons. But the other thing that's, that's what I'm saying. People are very stubborn with regards to not wanting to change. It's not rare, but it doesn't necessarily lead on a path to success. And the other thing is that I've learned is the XFL is no great shakes either. You know, you hear it a lot, the whole, they've folded twice in 20 years. Who the hell are they for us to partner with them? I think it's a little different now that the, the Rock owns them and not Vince McMahon. Everything the Rock touches turns to gold. It certainly looks that way. He haven't, hasn't even had a chance to kick off a game as the owner yet. Yet everybody wants to crap on the XFL. But I've been on these American shows, and they're football guys down there and gals, and they've said the XFL doesn't have a great brand. It's folded twice. In the American football conscience, the XFL isn't that well thought of. So those are two things that I've become clear to me. How about you? Yeah, and that's something to remember, right? That's the, the, the first thought from the detractors to the whole thing is, look, at the XFL hasn't done anything. What are they, have they played 60 games, right? And let's not tie the rock to the XFL because he's never been a part of it. And yeah, what he's done has been great, but you also have to go into these negotiations trying to find out, okay, Dwayne, what is your plan to run a professional football league? Because he's never done that either. <laughs> good point. Right? He's never done that. So <laughs> Very we have, good point. <laughs> we have to consider that. But at least they're having the conversation and, and say, look, it, can we decipher if you can take the success you've had, marketing, branding, wrestling, movies, you know, products, this, and transfer it into a football league, then we're ready to get on board. If, he, if they don't think that, they, that he can, then it's not going to work. Some viewer comments. From Sober Athletic Wear, writes in, the rest of Canada is picking up on the player Connor Bedard is and potentially could be in the NHL. Heard about him first here on the Rod Peterson Show. From Sober Athletic Wear. It's not that we're the ones doing anything for Connor, but we are waving the flag. Todd in Winnipeg, Todd Mogi, tweeted on the weekend, how come we're not hearing about this from the other media? I, can't, I don't know what the other media is doing. I'm... The racehorse that has blinders on. This is what we're... I don't, I don't know what's going on over here. Don't care. This is what we're doing and it's working. I think. Yeah. Right? I don't... I know everybody's so focused on what we're doing over here. I don't know why they are. Darren Thompson says, uh, USA won't accept three-down football, unfortunately. How do we know? How do you know? There was a poll not that long ago, and Nelson Hackwich, our VP of Sim Events, could tell you uh, one in five Americans identifies themselves as a CFL fan or knows what, what it is or something. It's been on ESPN for 20, 25 years. Right. Reggie Hunt's watching from Texas. Where's the bell? <laughs> Reginald? Good to see you, my man. Hall of Fame, Saskatchewan Rough Rider, writes in, huh? Roddy Rod, my guy. I love that guy. The Reaper, fierce, Will Linebacker. Thanks for tuning in, man. Glad to be just talking about some football here. Chris Bird in Toronto says, you don't know that until it's tried. Logic says, go four downs, but is the football market looking for another NFL or something different? Ryan McCarthy watching in Albany, New York. Can confirm, I'm an American and I'm a CFL fan. How can you say Americans don't like the three-down game? How can you say that? We don't know that. If anything, 
I think they do like it. They're watching fan-controlled football. They've watched the XFL. <laughs> and they got five downs. Yeah, they, they like watching arena ball. All these different variations of game. I think what I'm getting out of this is that Americans like football. They like football, yeah. and they can't get enough of it. That's the truth. They'd watch cartoon football. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm, where Reggie Hunt set the single-game tackles record. I was there. John says, I'm actually getting tired of what is fact or fiction with the CFL. This rumor, that rumor, give me some concrete actions or plans. Burn out or fade away. Ooh. Go or get off the pot. I think John speaks for a lot of Canadians in that regard. I wonder, is the CFL aware of this, that people are getting tired of the dance? I don't know. That's a good question. It's a great question. We'll find out by, you know, how fast we come up with some decisions and some direction. Uh, Just last two points here. Uh, Blue Jays, Raptors. I watched the tape-delayed Blue Jays game yesterday. Tape-delayed. It's 2021, and we can't watch a live Blue Jays game in Canada. Think about that. And I enjoyed it better than a live broadcast of the other team carried by Sportsnet. You know what I mean? Don't blame the broadcasters for the inane, stupid decisions that Sportsnet's making with Blue Jays and whatever other the networks are doing. You don't think Buck Martinez wants to call every game live? Of course he does. It's not on the broadcasters. It's the bean-counting, penny-pinching people upstairs in the suits that are making these dreadful decisions that are killing the networks. But the Blue Jays got spanked by the Yankees yesterday, by the way. It seems like every time they play the Yankees, they get spanked. That's, that's going to be their nemesis Kryptonite, this year. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, Raptors have lost eight in a row. March Madness, March Sadness, not getting into the Raptors. And mixed curling, hey, our guy Kirk Myers is mowing the field with Laura Walker. So we got our curling report coming up. But we're going to Winnipeg next. Oh, from who is that? Games Are Us? One of my favorite stories is nice Winnipeg jet skier. I award in honor of our Winnipeg viewers and our next guests who are from the 204. So hang on. We'll be right back. This has been the warm-up. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the Lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the Lawnmower. Okay, 3.0. The Lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using extension cords. You've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink. How about a battery-operated, small, handheld, with a headlight? So you see where you're going. Oh, my god! To sort of get those nooks and crannies. You know what I'm saying? No chafing. <laughs> well, I'm getting to that. But I'm telling you, it gets to the nicks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to. This guy, this guy the manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy nilly, you willy. <laughs> Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Any other questions? I got to try it. 
I'm sold. <laughs> I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial. Okay, so right now, you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. All one word, FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FANSIDED20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. This is just fantastic. We've discovered something new today. Just ahead of Ken Weeb and Sean Reynolds. They're telling me that Sean Reynolds is having an audio issue, the guys are telling me. So you tell me if we can start with Ken, because I'd like to do that. But Okay, but there are viewers on YouTube. John Burns is watching. I believe he's in Texas. You can super chat by paying on YouTube to get your comments jumped higher in the pack, and we'll read them. So John Burns, regarding the CFL-XFL merger, says, If the import ratio in the CXFL is a non-starter, what about a regional ratio? I'm sure Houston and Dallas would love to dive deep into the Texas boys where football is life. Add in a sliding scale. And John goes on to say, also, Calgary, larger field, more players on the field, makes for a happy players association or union. CXFL, players association, anyone? I'm with you. I'm saying we should have a Canadian ratio for the Canadian teams and the Americans can play all Americans. We did it in the 90s and it worked reasonably well. So thank you, John Burns, for your super chat comments. Okay, let's bring in Ken Weeb now, and you guys tell me when Sean Reynolds is ready. Contributor to Sportsnet.ca. Ken, good to see you again, my friend. And can you can we start here? Why does Winnipeg want Paul Maurice fired? The fans. That's what I heard all weekend. This is nuts to me. <laughs> yeah, Rod, great to see you as well. Uh, obviously, I have some great Regina roots. Uh, always a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, it's a it's a question that I get a lot on the old social media channels, and uh, I don't agree with it for one second. Uh, I think one of the things that Sean and I have been trying to show people when we're having them on our show is is how well-respected Paul Maurice is outside the market. Uh, and that goes across the NHL. So uh, we totally understand uh, fans want to see more prospects. They want to see, they want their young players to have that Connor Bedard effect right out of the gate, if you will. Uh, Paul, on his fourth line, you know, historically likes to use veteran players. So that that's one of their issues. Uh, they want more ice time for Nikolai Ehlers, even though he's at his most productive uh, stage of his entire career. Uh, even though part of that is Nikolai Ehlers being used against players that he can have a lot of success at. And yet, I'm a proponent for more for Nikolai Ehlers. He's earning more. But when you're playing every other day, essentially, uh, when you have a player of of Nikolai Ehlers' build, you need to be able to protect him in a certain uh, point as well. So uh, I think Paul Maurice is doing an excellent job. That That's not to say coaches are not without their warts, but... I mean, one of the questions going into this year, would the Jets be able to improve their power play? Well, they're currently seventh in the National Hockey League, and that's without one of their biggest weapons in Patrick Laine. So uh, I think Paul Maurice done a very good job. But I think the problem for Jets fans is that all they see is the run to the Western Conference final. And there have been some bumpy blocks since that point. Wow. Well, I'm not I'm not. I'm not done with this, but I think, Ken, you've kind of reasoned it. Oiler fans are like this. Ryder fans are like this. I think they're just a little over the top here. So we'll come back. <laughs> but uh, Rennie, the other half of the Kenny and Rennie show, I love you guys, Instagram Live. The question to Ken, Sean, I'll put it to you, is why are the Jets fans all over Paul Maurice? All I read all weekend is that they want him fired. Like, what is, what's going on? 
Yeah, sports fans getting crazy. I mean, what's going on here? This never happens. You know, I think what it is is you take a look at that roster and and it, it doesn't have a lot of holes. And it comes down to simply this. I mean, the Jets have performed under Paul Maurice. The, the, the fans that want him fired are the fans that just believe that they simply could be better than what we're seeing from them. And, and I think one of the things that, that leads to it is we've seen it in years past. We saw it earlier this year. We haven't seen it as much lately. But when the Jets seem to get to their game and play their game, they are absolutely dominant. And, and the feeling is with fans that when they see that, the Jets heading out and controlling play and just steamrolling teams and scoring at ease, they think that that's how it should be all the time. And they see that as the version of the Winnipeg Jets that should exist all the time. So they, they think there's a, a failing uh, of leadership, uh, of coaching, that is keeping that team from being that dominant source all the time. And, uh, I mean, it, it's a debate. May, may, maybe there's something to it. Maybe the Jets aren't, you know, squeezing all the juice out of the orange at all times. Or maybe that's sports and that you can't be flying and absolutely on top of your game at all times. And uh, is there a balance to be explored? Potentially. Uh, but, I mean, the one thing I go back to all the time, and Ken and I talk about this, you take a look at all the Jets' best players, the ones that have been drafted and developed through the team, they've all seemed to have become the very best versions of themselves under Paul Maurice. And that's something I don't think you can ignore. And I think it's the reason why, you get mannership and management and ownership who are extremely happy with Paul Maurice and the job that he's done. Should be, and that's why I think it's awesome that Ken Sheveldayoff is the general manager of the pride of Blaine Lake, Saskatchewan. He's not going to buy into this. He's not going to be fooled by this. He knows exactly what he has, and that's a tremendous coach. And you can't red line all year. Just you know, 56 games, yeah, I get isn't 82, but now I get it. Because I knew when to pay people new hockey, I just think that the expectations are out of control. That's all, and that's not rare. Ken, back to you. They could use some help on the blue line. So do you think something's coming? And if I threw the name Tony D'Angelo out to you, would that be a possibility? Yeah, no, not for me. Uh, I don't think Tony is at the top of the list. Uh, I did dive into this this morning with our NHL trade deadline preview for the Jets. Uh, I think Matthias Ekholm's at the top of every wish list. Uh, I think another player to watch uh, with some Saskatchewan roots of his own in terms of the family, Josh Manson, I think would be a perfect fit on that right side to potentially be a partner for Josh Morrissey. Uh, yes, he's been limited you know, to six games this year with injury, but I think Manson has that great combination of mobility and physical play uh, that would really help the Jets on the back end. Uh, I do think, you know, they've pushed a lot of their chips into the middle uh, with the Pierre-Luc Dubois, Patrick Laine deal. So I do think they're going to go out and get a, a top four defenseman to kind of round out their uh, back end before we get to April 12th. Where are you on that, uh, Rennie? What do you think the Jets are going to do? Because I, I like it. They're seeing they have a contender, but they're not there yet. What do you think they'll do? Well, I, I think I think they need help at the very top of their defense core. So Ken had talked about Matthias Ekholm. We've talked about him. You know, we've devoted a lot of our recent shows to him and the exploration of him. But um, I, I think they need to, to swing for the fences with this one. I, I think if you take a look at their roster, as I mentioned before, there really aren't a lot of holes at it. But the, the holes in this roster are at the very top of the defense core. Now, 
Ken and I and, and every other journalist in Winnipeg that's been covering this team over the last couple of years got a real good look at Matthias Ekholm while, while we were watching the, the National Predators compete against the Winnipeg Jets over the years. He is big. He is bad. He's got the right attitude. He can contribute offensively. He really can do it all, and he's exactly what they need. And one of those guys that I think if you get him into that spot in the lineup right near the very top, every guy that they have on that defense court kind of just shuffles down one little spot in responsibility and, and just fits a lot better. So, um, you know, the, the, the Jets have been really good in, the, in years past at finding hidden value in players and bringing them in. And, you know, Derek Forward's a perfect example of a guy that they brought in. They're getting him to do a specific thing, and that specific thing is working, and he's fitting in. I just don't think it's a case where you want to go and look for the guy who just fits in and does something specific that kind of works. I think you need the guy that works in all different scenarios, uh, th that can't-miss guy. And with it, with the players that they have, and we, Kevin and I have talked about this, the window that we see them being in at this moment. I just don't think there's any more time to waste with the window. I think you've got to pay the price to get the big guy on the market, and that would be at home. So you guys tonight got Vancouver in there, and uh, my question to you, Ken, is I think it's going to be Winnipeg, Toronto, Edmonton, top three. Just you know, throw them in the air, see where they land. So the fourth is up to Montreal, Calgary, Vancouver. I'm not going to write down your answer and hold you to it. But who do you think? Who do you think will get the fourth spot? Yeah, Rod. For me, um, it's okay. My answers were on paper in our Sportsnet predictions, and I had the Calgary Flames not only making the playoffs but winning the division. So, so did I. Uh, that that certainly yeah. has been working out uh, so far. But I wouldn't rule them out. But I, I, I think that Montreal is the four, is is the team that will take that spot. Uh, I think if we're looking objectively, you know, despite the coaching change, I think we've seen a lot of you know improvements from the Montreal Canadiens. And if they're not a team that went 0-9 in overtime this year, we'd be talking about the Montreal Canadiens being neck and neck for first place in the North. So uh, I think the depth of their roster and with Carey Price sort of rounding back into form, uh, they're the team for me that is going to narrowly uh, get in uh, ahead of both Vancouver and Calgary, both of whom are capable and I mean, we're seeing Bubble Dempo again from the from the Canucks, and that's been the key to their resurgence. The, the Flames aren't out, of, you know, they're not out of it yet, but I do think that Montreal grabs that fourth spot. And if one of the teams would dip back, I would have said Edmonton, but man, Darnell Nurse is playing at a Norris Trophy caliber level, and the goaltending question marks that we had for them, they haven't really been an issue lately. And the way that they responded to that beatdown at the hands of the Leafs has been one of the most impressive stories in hockey. Wow. Montreal. Got it, guys? I'm glad that you admitted that you picked Calgary, because so do I. And at least I'm not alone in that. And it's not over yet either, by the way, but it's not looking good. Rennie, who's your fourth team in the playoffs? Well, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the season again. And I had Edmonton finishing first, Toronto finishing second, Calgary finishing third uh, closely with uh, Winnipeg right behind them. That's what I had at the very beginning. So I think I should stick with that just because, you know, you start flopping around and you look at, you know, you look like you don't know what you're talking about, which is actually the case, but we try and hide it <laughs> as best as we can. Um, I mean, uh, my, my take on it is at, at this stage right now, I'm going to stick with what I said at the beginning of the year because I have no idea. I, as it stands right now, it really seems that, we were starting to make sense of the teams who were contenders and weren't contenders. And all of a sudden that's just not where we're at anymore. It seems like all the teams outside of Ottawa are like 
piranhas in the water going after the going after the meat at this moment everyone seems to be the best version of themselves i can't rule out calgary because i don't know what they are now that sutter is in there they look like they've figured things out um montreal looks like a team that is is has not quite hit their stride but has potential to do so on some nights and not other nights they can't find consistency but if they do we've seen what can happen when they do the jets are getting their first dose of of uh uh, trying to figure things out this season and, and you know this coming week i mean if you were to, if we were all talking a week from now the jets are either going to be in my mind this week going to be the team that puts that playoff line behind them and then jockeys for position in the top three but if things don't go well this week they're going to be right in the heart of falling out of that so i mean i i i'm just i'm fascinated by the way that things are shaping up right now it's so much fun watching this the idea of every game being worth four points is really coming to roost right now at this moment of the season, and it's making for fabulously fun to, uh, hockey to watch. I don't want the North Division back. I may be in the minority there. I want to go back to the thing, way things were and where you're jumping around and watching your team go play Florida on one night and Columbus on the, uh, the next night. But the, this division is giving a certain level of joy this year, and I think that joy is maximized at this moment right now. So, Sean Reynolds, you should be a politician. Who's your fourth team? <laughs> it's Calgary. Well, I, 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 I'll, fourth team is I'll Calgary. go with what I went in the beginning. Calgary. Yeah, Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton, okay. Toronto is what I went with the I'm, beginning. Of I'm Stick teasing. In the time we have left, 90 <laughs> seconds, uh, Ken, uh, the, the Rennie and Kenny show. Kenny and Rennie on Instagram. You guys go live before every game, intermissions for the Jets. Give us a plug in how people can follow it. Go ahead, Sean. After calling me a flip-flopper, I'll, I'll let Sean have the last word here. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we do our Instagrams before the game. Afterwards, we go live on uh, on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and we have a big Friday show where we sit down long form with guests. We've had guys like Chris Johnson, Elliot Friedman, Big Louis DeBrusque was on this past Friday. Um, the best way to follow us is if you go and find Kenny and Rennie shows on YouTube. Um, getting a lot of traction there, a lot of interaction with the audience, which uh, you're doing a great job of kind of following your model and uh, trying to give, uh, you know, dig a little deeper, get the, you know, the, the sports net look into the, the social media side of things with fans. It seems to be going great right now. It's, it's, it's taken up a lot of our time. Kenny jokes and he's, it's a joke, but there's a lot of truth to it. We spend a lot more time with each other than we do with our wives, socially distanced, of course these days but uh we're having a blast doing it and and getting to interact with the fans has been a real a real uh nice thing to do this season in the absence of getting out and sitting down and having a beer with them at the bar it is a lot of work but it's a heck of a lot of fun guys thanks for getting to the bottom of this stuff today i appreciate it and and keep it up we'll chat soon our pleasure thank you so much for having us Ken Weeb and Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet and the Kenny and Rennie show. Okay, when we come back, sports update, CFL, XFL talk, because they're burning up the lines on that. More Jets talk. It's the RP show on this Monday. Thanks for joining us for Caliber Coffee today, everybody. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Time for a sports update. Kirk Myers and Laura Walker defeated the duo of Corey Chester and Stephanie Jackson Bayer 8-3 at the Home Hardware Canadian Mixed Doubles Curling Championship Sunday. Myers and Walker are undefeated at 4-0. Kerry Anderson and Brad Gushu also defeated Robert and Emily Desjardins 7-3 in draw 18 action to improve to 4-1. The Jocelyn Peterman Brett Gallant duo are now tied atop Pool A at 3-1 alongside the Colton Lott, Kadriana, Sahadiak team and the Aaron Sluchinski and Brittany Tran team. Sorry to the closed captioners on that one. I'm sorry. Don't blame me. <laughs> Kadriana Sahadiak. You're trying. In the dub hub, Connor McLennan scored the overtime winner to give the Winnipeg Ice a 3-2 overtime win over the Prince Albert Raiders Sunday in the hub. Colby Knight made 16 saves on 18 shots in a 5-2 Edmonton Oil Kings win over the Red Deer Rebels Sunday. Adam Kidd scored twice in a 7-4 Calgary Hitman win over the Lethbridge Hurricanes. The Portland Winterhawks withstood an attempted comeback from the Spokane Chiefs to win 4-3. Portland was up 3-0 and 4-1 before the Chiefs scored in the third in an attempt to erase their deficit. Nick Seachak, Simon Kanak, Gabe Klassen, and Reese Newkirk. Scored for Portland. Ethan Renye scored twice in a 7-0 Everett Silvertips win over the Tri-City Americans. Dustin Wolf, back-to-back shutouts for the tips. I see our gal Liz Child saying, he's only four off the league record for shutouts in a season. Dustin yeah. Wolf, I'm like, cool it. Or maybe he will. He might. He'll maybe fall. he will. Right now, the record indicates he won't let in a goal all season. So, uh, Evan Patrician scored twice in a 3-1 Blades win over the Moose Jaw Warriors. Tristan Robbins also scored for the Blades. Colin Sexton scored 36 points in 116-105. Cleveland Cavaliers win over the Toronto Raptors Sunday. Raps have lost eight in a row. The Kansas City Royals have re-signed their six-time All-Star catcher, Salvador Perez, to their richest deal in team history. The Venezuelans signed a four-year, $82 million deal Sunday. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your home for Regina Pats hockey and their big screens, Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination downtown on Dudney Avenue. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Can somebody please look up for me because I don't have the time who owns who owns owns, owns. the single season shutout record in the Western Hockey League. Do you know? I think it's Carter Hart. Carter Hart? I think it's Carter Hart. Okay, I thought it was Harding because Josh Harding, we were going on a road trip, Swift Current, Medicine Hat, Lethbridge, and he came to the front of the bus, the Josh Harding, second round pick of the Minnesota Wild, and he said, Roddy, I'm going to set the franchise record for shutouts on this trip. He was too shutout shy, and I said, shut up, Hards, go sit down. Well, he shut out Swift Current in the first game. Then we went into Medicine Hat, and with a minute to go, and he's shoot, shutting out Medicine Hat, he starts pointing up at the press box like this at me. And the people are like, what's he pointing at? I'm like, he said he's going to do it, and he just went out and did it. And he finished it off that day? He did it, yeah. yeah. For the Pats' all-time record for shutouts. Like, the I don't mind cocky. What have I always said? I don't mind cocky if you can back it up. Harding backed it up. The Stones to come to you on the bus and say, I'm doing it <laughs> Roddy, on this trip. Roddy, what's the record? It's this. I'm going to break it on this trip. And if it is Carter Hart, even if it isn't, he was good. How spoiled are Everett fans to go from Carter Hart to Dustin Wolf in that? Good scouting. Yeah, that's unbelievable. So to the comment board on CFL, XFL, 
This John Burns, again, drops some change on us. They call it supercharge on YouTube. He pays money. His comments go to the top of the order. We are the only fans of sports talk. Only fans. <laughs> sports talk. Right here. Write that down. Do you want to use that in a slogan? It's probably going to be on a T-shirt. <laughs> by, by the end of the day. Disregarding CFL, XFL, and a potential merger here, John Burns, who has clarified that he is in Calgary, not Texas. He's in Calgary, which is Canada's Texas. He says, since the Canucks have a good rivalry with the new Seattle franchise in the NHL, why not the BC Lions getting another rival in the Dragons? And John Burns goes on to say, do you think Gary Bettman missed a great opportunity by not going with the great white North NHL division? Back in the day, this guy's a hot take machine, man. He's got all the questions. I can only answer one at a time. Put your credit card away, John. I'm not even sure the CFL and XFL will merge at all. Um, I'm, I'm for it. Here we go. Ryan says we only got two minutes left in this segment. But have you? this is what I see. Everybody standing back and pointing fingers at each other. It's the owner's fault. It's the government's fault. It's the fans' fault. It's this fault. Nobody's pointing the finger at themselves and going, this is where we screwed up. This is where we need to get better. And this is how we'll save the CFL. I don't see anybody doing that at all. And that's the only way they're going to get out of this. But as long as they keep standing back and pointing fingers, the CFL will go down. That's my take. What's yours? Yeah, I agree. You know, I, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. It doesn't. What matters is can you realize the position that you are in and start to come up with solutions to get out of it? Because it doesn't matter whose fault it is. You're here now. Bingo. Like, it doesn't matter if it was your fault, if it was the person before you, if it was other owners, if it was other commissioners, if it was the players, if it was government. It doesn't matter now because we're here. So, sure, despite external forces that are, are put us in this position, can you navigate out of it? And if you're not the people to navigate out of it, we need people who can. From New Era Sends on YouTube says, if Calgary is Canada's Texas, what does that make Dedmonton? Come on. We got a lot of Edmonton viewers and big fans. It's Minneapolis. Mall of America, West Edmonton Mall. Malls. Wow. What else would there be? Uh, from, Chris, <laughs> from Chris Bird on Facebook says, what does 20 bucks buy me? That's a very good question. This is all new to us here in the digital world. What's going down? You pay to get your comments read. Hey, I like it. Tuck it right here on this G-string, right here. <laughs> Viewer takeover when we come back. More CFL, XFL, NHL, Great White North. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, Facebook Live, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you. And listen, I love when a plan comes together. I said I just wanted this to be a coffee get-together where we all come together as friends, us, you people. And that's exactly what happened. Thank you. 
Mark Mark Zosel's watching in Melford, and he says the record for shutouts in a season set in 0405 Seattle Thunderbirds Brian Bridges. So just down the road from Dustin Wolf, but it's not. Liz might have been referring to the franchise record. For she was shutouts. referring to career record. That's a. I think that's, that's a season record only. That shutouts in a season. So yeah, we're, we're looking for career shutouts. No, no, no. Here. I said in a season. I said, can somebody tell me the single season shutout record? That's what oh. I asked for. Well, she she was saying twenty two is the or um, four off the career record. Oh, so he's got twenty two. Oh, he's got twenty two all all in his career. <laughs> his kid's good. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, as Director Jordan has aptly pointed out, we are the only fans of sports talk. You can pay to have your comments read, and I don't feel dirty at all. Ricky Kazama from uh, Baller's Rec Room and the Tap says, please hide the G-string. <laughs> from Metal Shingle Guy on the Prairie Mobile text line, LOL, put your credit card down. Okay, pick it back up again. Pump the merch. <laughs> he says, pump the merch, Moose. Well, we have a viewer in Winnipeg, Michael Wynn this morning, who's taken a photo of his television screen with the Game Plus logo on the corner and said, nice hoodie, RP. I wore it for you people in Winnipeg today. And it's another thing that we got to the bottom of today. Because I know that Winnipeggers know hockey. I know that. But you understand, Paul Maurice shouldn't be fired. Like the two don't compute. And we had Ken Weeb come on here and Sean Reynolds, and they both said it's because they expect perfection. Can I say this? Are you perfect? I'm not perfect. Right? No. Why do you expect it from your hockey team or your football team or your kids? You know? Yep. Or your officials. 97%. Per- I'd like to be 97% most days. You know? Wouldn't doesn't everybody? Happen. Doesn't happen. No, that's what the refs say. They've been graded out at 97% and they're happy with that. But nope, the football people, no, got to be 100%. You're not. That's and it's funny. That was a Michael Strahan line on the Fox pregame show that keeps sticking with me. That there's three teams on the field every day. There's the home team, the visiting team, and the officiating team. And just about every single game, probably every single game, but I don't want to go in absolutes. The refs always have the best game in terms of missed yeah. missed blocks, drop passes, missed throws, interceptions. You know, they make the fewest mistakes out of all three teams on the field. Yeah. Just their 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 mistakes are hated by everybody. And you know, noticed. And noticed by everybody. Yeah. Um, your mom's writing in and says, my Darren is perfect. She would know. Well, you're his mom. What else are you going to say? <laughs> you ha- Paula, you have to say that. Um, Mike Blackbird in Toronto says, the media attitude needs to change for the CFL in Canada. 100% for Toronto. Guys like Cox from the Toronto Star, are still saying, kill the CFL and bring NFL. Makes me mad. Chris Bird in Toronto says, yeah, good luck. As long as the media is owned by big corporations, they will cover and promote what brings them the easiest money. He nailed it. Brian Warishan from the Lion's Den podcast is watching on... uh, 
YouTube out in Vancouver. He says, an article in the Vancouver province regarding Matt Sikaris and Blake Price starting a new podcast content format in lieu of being let go by Bell Media. They mentioned the RP show as an example of new media. All right, thank you, Brian. I noticed they said this is the Rod Peterson show having some success. I'll take that. I think it's a lot of success, but I'll take some success. Did you see the article? No. You didn't? I'll forward it to you. We will um, continue this into hour two, the second half kickoff, with all of these topics. Todd Mogi in Winnipeg says, Winnipeg has a large hockey analytic crowd, and their stats don't mesh with what Coach Paul Maurice always does. That's the biggest reason why fans here want him fired. So we'll continue that. More CFL, XFL, and uh, Paul Hendrick. Henny Tweets joining us to talk Leafs. It's all coming up after this break. Stick with us on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.